Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Boys. I'm sorry if my camera is uh, uh, whatever, glitchy. I cannot help that. I'm not really sure what's going on. It's the beautiful winds of Colorado, I guess. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Real Boys Special Edition. Uh, and this one is about Willow, which for the first time we spun our real wheel and uh, from we took a bunch of suggestions from our friends and fans and threw them onto this weird thing that Dylan made called the real wheel and we spun it to see what we were going to play this time and this is what we got. And if you guys don't know for whatever reason, Willow came out in 1988. It's about a young farmer has chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. Directed by Ron Howard, written by George Lucas and Bob Dolman stars Val Kilmer, Joanne uh, Wally, and Warwick Davis. Um, but I'm be you know I'm not the only one that's going to be talking about this thing. I got a lot of our people here, uh, people that usually help me out here. First and foremost, we have the man that made all this happen, Mr. Dan Levy. Dan Levy, sorry, Mr. Dan Levy. I know. I, I don't know why I always me. get that. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? Good, good. How are you, sir? Uh, doing very well, thank you. Doing very well. Uh, so Willow, are uh, you old enough? Are you old enough to remember this as a kid? I think I was what is eighty eight, so I was six when this came out. Yeah. So I remember it as like a ten year old, and I didn't like it then. It scared the shit out of me. And then I watched it as an adult, as a young adult, and I was like, "This used to scare the shit out of me. This movie is terrible." Yeah. And then I watched it again today, and it backed up my statement as a young adult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always had this in my memory as being like a very good movie for some reason. Um, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I was sorely mistaken. Anyway, right. um, we're going to get back to you in one second, sir. We got some of the people we want to talk about real fast. Uh, give me one sec because I got to do all the buttons here. Mr. Jerry and Blaze, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. How's it going? Ah, doing great now that this movie's finally over. It took me about six days to watch this thing. Uh, there was a lot of journeying going on. Uh, so what, what's going on in your world? How's the Crowd Chronicles? Uh, everything's going good, man. Appreciate everybody that's been watching and supporting us. Y'all check out The Real Boys as well. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got one more person we got to bring up real fast. So let me get you out of here. We'll bring you right back up. As always, obviously, uh, we have a special guest today. We have Mr. Uh, David DeSanto. How are hey you, there. sir? Good. How are you? It's it's great to be on the show. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm a little distracted. I'm not usually the one who has to hit all the buttons and make things uh, <laughs> pop up and do stuff. Um, but yeah, so I'm doing. <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Um, I'm excited to hear other people talk about this movie because. My partner is really sick of me just constantly yelling about how bad this is. So uh, now Shattered Tabletops, uh, mm -hmm. what, what, what is that? What's going on there? Uh, we are a tabletop game company who kickstarted a tabletop role-playing game several years ago. But we do a weekly uh, podcast where we play that game. Uh, it's every Tuesday night. The show is called Shattered Dungeons. Uh, basically, we make better versions of this movie <laughs> every week on the uh, on the cuff. So, off the cuff, yeah. rather. Uh, but it, it's a lot of fun, lots of silliness. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I, I met you. Uh, I was. I'm not sure how I got invited to be on that thing, but I was invited to be on there, and I was the least interesting player. Uh, but yeah, once not I true. found out that we were doing Willow. My first thought was like, oh, this reminds me of <laughs> of my journey in Shattered Tabletop, which I'm going to walk all the way across the screen over here for a while to do nothing, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, you have a great program, and, I, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into this with you. Uh, all right, let's bring up the rest of our panel real fast and see uh, what everybody thinks about this awesome movie. And um, all right, so here's all the boys we got going on today. Uh, Chris Harvey is obviously very busy doing chris harvey style important stuff uh michael colby is uh busy doing not important stuff and uh dylan i think is hauling a f uh, piece of furniture across denver so he won't be here uh who else justin wallace he's got like uh three more kids that he found so he's gonna be absent and uh phil better uh you know he just found out that nobody in this movie has money so he decided to not even watch it because he <laughs> only cares about rich people and people getting richer so here's who we got so um now everybody real fast has everyone seen this movie i know we talked about uh dan seeing it when he was 10 i'm sure david you've seen it before uh jared have you seen this movie before yes several times several times i've seen this movie like hundreds of times so it was just 
just the rewatch the rewatch today was just to kind of refresh and get the character names back yeah. in my head like the, the brownies i forgot what they were called you know what i mean i remembered them yeah. but but so it was a good good little trip down memory lane for sure yeah, was it though? Was it a good trip down memory lane? That's my problem I, with all of this. Yeah, uh, so I watched it once when I was like eight to ten, somewhere around there, uh, and I have never watched it since. So the only memory I have of it was fondly uh, as you know a kid. Uh, so I rewatched it uh, earlier this week, and I was like, man. What a letdown. I remember this so much better than what it is. And that's not like to be the cynical adult or anything like that. But uh, just like comparatively, other movies in the same genre, I feel are like way better. Yeah, um, I, I but, agree. Yeah. The the 1988 uh, or 80, 88, 89, mm-hmm. one 88. of the two. Uh Putting that into perspective, I mean, there are a lot of good things when you think about technology at the time, development, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it does have some good things going for it, but definitely not what I remembered. Yeah, uh, not what I remembered at all. And uh, I texted a couple people today because I was watching it again, and we're going to get into uh, a couple of the bigger scenes. But I had this realization while watching it that. It is just Star Wars. It's it is just Star Wars. You know, Willow is Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Mardigan is Han Solo. Uh, even all the way down to the plans of the Death Star, which is the baby. Uh, everything like the R two D two C three PO. Those are the brownies. Uh, mm-hmm. This movie is a landlocked uh, Star Wars. But for some reason, I don't think I liked it as much. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I let- agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hop into a little bit of trivia, though. So George Lucas specifically wrote this film for Warwick Davis after meeting him on the set of Star Wars Episode yeah. uh, Six: Return of the Jedi. So if you don't know, Warwick Davis was the little Ewok, the main Ewok Wicket, uh, who was 12 years old at the time. And George Lucas loved this kid so much that he wrote a full movie that he already wrote uh, for somebody. Um and obviously, uh, the box office receipts were less than expected. So the, the George Lucas, as a writer, he continued the stories in books rather than movie sequels. There are three books uh, collectively known as the Chronicles of the Shadow War. And you can go find those at most uh, thrift stores or places that are run down. Um, so, so, yeah, going into this, like, I was super excited. I was like, all right, cool. Let me let me grab my popcorn. Let me hit hit myself with some nostalgia. And immediately you are hit with some text, which lets me know that it's going to be a pretty good fantasy movie. Um, and the, <laughs> the text comes- was great. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like looking around for the remote. I'm like, wait a minute, there's text. Let me just get on this real fast. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the font uh, and it says it is a time of dread. Seeing the word pregnant in that text, <laughs> I was like, I was so glad I didn't read as an eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, all the babies uh, are going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is actually Nick Milotti's, uh pick. He was the one who suggested to put this on the real wheel. So it is his fault that we are reviewing and talking about this POS. Um, but yeah, so when I you like see garbage. the- yeah. <laughs> so when you see the font and like you get down that you know, you're learning about some stuff and they're seizing pregnant women in the realm, <laughs> the queen is just like stealing pregnant women. Uh, what 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 do you guys think? Well, you're like, oh, is that? Do you, I do I remember that? <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't remember the the first like couple of minutes of the movie offhand until I like watched it again today, and I was like, wow, wow, this is even worse because they're stealing pregnant women. And I was like, and now they're just taking the babies and just killing babies off, yeah, one so by one. Like fuck that it. whole opening six minutes where the um uh the uh, goodness the the helper, I forget, uh, midwife, uh, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> yeah. the 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 mom's like save her, save her, and the midwife's like okay, uh, and then she just <laughs> here I go. Well, here's the thing though. <laughs> She goes over a freaking snowy mountain with nothing around the baby, like whatever swaddling cloths that it had to begin with. Yeah. And they don't freeze to death. And these these dogs or whatever they are, dire boars. I don't know what they are. <laughs> dire boars. They, yeah, that's a D&D monster. <laughs> that's a good but, one. Uh, yeah. Uh, they travel like 
hundreds of miles, it looks like, over this mountain to find this baby, which, whatever. But her last act is like, oh, I'll just do the old uh, uh, Moses deal, send him down a river. But the dogs don't smell the baby's gone that way. They nah. just like, oh, F this midwife. She gone. Yeah, we got to eat. We've been, we've <laughs> yeah. been traveling. Because, I mean, she's she's oh, crossing... Right. Like she's crossing journey, like she's taking a journey for months. That baby goes from being a newborn to having like you know like a, a lot of hair, hair. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah, and probably <laughs> and definitely saying at least two words. I have no idea. Um, but she does go through all four seasons though, in that brief couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she so, so it's like a full year then that she's gone right uh, feeding this kid just like berries, I guess, and. Uh, I, 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 have, I have no idea. But my, my question is, so these wolves travel for a year to find this, like these hounds. Now, and the queen is searching for all pregnant women, which means is it just a radius of constant checking for pregnancies? Or do you have to like, ch- like, what is the census program in this world? To Like, how do they know how many pregnant women there are to, and like why would you even have why would you even have sex anymore like why would you do that like why uh, there's no right sense. more importantly what if someone's just been eating a lot you know <laughs> like, are you pregnant how dare how dare you how dare <laughs> or you? they take it like oh you're definitely pregnant you're just lying to us and then like <laughs> they stop feeding them and he just trims down yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh you were right sorry for yeah. the past four months you may go. <laughs> uh, so those things are called Nakmar hounds, and they're wolf-like creatures. They're actually pit bulls that were wearing uh, rubber, like latex masks and uh, you know, suits, whatever. Um, so yeah, so they hunt down and they kill the midwife as she just throws her on some grass that luckily <laughs> just floats for a <laughs> while. Uh, and uh, and then that's when we kind of start meeting all the bad people, which is uh, Bav Morda, and she sends her daughter Sorsha and the army, which is led by General Kale, uh, because they need this baby. Yeah, General Kale is the dopest character in the whole movie, in my opinion. Like, the skull (laughs) mask, the the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah. it's like that classic bad guy uh, 80s uh, voice. Oh, Oh. yeah, the whole nine yards. And And he's the best character. Yeah, and every time he talks, it's like, well, that's not his voice, obviously. Like, I I don't know what they're doing (laughs) with the voiceovers here. And I love it because it makes it seem like this is this movie's Darth Vader, and I'm I'm totally in. And uh, now my question is, now that they know that this baby has a mark, do all pregnant women leave all dungeons everywhere? Is Is it just free reign to be pregnant again? Or are there, like, a lot of marks going on? Because I'm stuck in this world of like, what is the only rule here? It's like, look, there's, there's a prophecy. Just don't bro. get pregnant. If you do get pregnant, seriously, just hide. Bro, they just better be lucky they didn't go Game of Thrones where when they were looking <laughs> for Robert's kids and they were just like, kill all the babies. At least they were checking for marks. They were tossing kids in the river. Like, yeah. <laughs> it didn't even matter. Oh, that's your mom? Dead. Oh, that's your mom? Dead. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, but luckily, some distance downriver, there's a village of Nelwyn, uh, which is referred to as little people, uh, prepared as they prepare for a festival. The baby is found for uh, by the children of a farmer slash illusionist and an aspiring sorcerer named Willow Oofgood, and his family takes her in and comes to love her. Now, this is a pretty solid Renaissance fair, right? Like we're getting down with this. Right. I just want to say one thing real quick. Like, why did that? You sent a baby down a raging fucking river. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, there's, I don't know. That's one point I have wrong with this movie. And another point is, is they used a real baby. Yeah. Like, it's just not like close up shots of a baby and then it's like a model and then they do it, they go on. But it's a real baby throughout the entire thing. Well, so a couple of behind the scenes thing, this, the filming took so long that the children went from being infants to being too old to be in this movie. So they built a 13 pound dummy that almost mimicked this child. And it was based on twins too. So some okay. shots, yeah, like the scary shots, real child, uh, mm-hmm. the shots of him running just across the hill, fake child. Fake child yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> um, but my, uh, obviously when Willow finds the baby, he's like, listen, throw it back. We 
we can't deal with this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. Seriously. it's like a carp. He's like, get this shit out of here. Yeah. My favorite uh, thing he says is, I uh, forget what exactly the words, but it's basically, I forbid anyone from falling in love with this baby. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. Coming on yeah. strong there, bud. Yeah. Now, do you think it's because he knew something was special about this baby, like the mark? Or did he think it was just like a large person? And it's like, we can't have that here. I, yeah. I think it's a combination. I think it's, uh, this is obviously not one of like our people's children and it's going to eat us out of house and home. And also <laughs> I ain't got time for this. Like I got to till the fields. I got debts to pay. Ain't one more mouth not coming in this house. Yeah. It's like, look, I'm still working on magic tricks. I can't deal with another child. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the best I got is fake hiding a pig for a minute. And even that yeah. sucks. And also, I'm trying, put, to this pig. I'm trying to make this pig disappear. Yeah. Also, I can put my arm in a log. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do like that one, like super quick shot of that dude uh, just getting down that tiny guitar in the oh, <laughs> if shredding. You that. Yeah. Yeah. That was cool. Um, all right. So, old man makes them pick a finger to be an apprentice. Now, quick question: Which finger would you have picked? As soon as he started uh, doing that thing, I knew, like, again, even I didn't remember the scene at all from when I was a child. I knew it was like, oh, it's probably some dumb, oh, it's my finger. I'm the one. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. Fancy like, writing on this one. But how do you do, like, how? what does that look like? If someone comes in and goes, hey, pick a finger. No. Now, <laughs> my first reaction is no. What, what would Willow have done? Well, the way he phrases it is what got me. It he's uh the power to what is it? Control the world is in which finger? Yeah. Like as soon as you phrase in which finger, it's not any of the fingers presented. Oh, okay. So you so you but guys But keep in you... mind, I also write these type of uh, problems every <laughs> week. So uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh and I do I do like that this guy is like complete full of shit at all times. Whenever he yes. says anything, he just like looks around quickly. He's like, "Look, I don't know what these fucking buttons are saying." <laughs> that was the best. Yeah, and when he the... gave him the acorns, I was like, "Oh, he's just pulling a practical joke yeah. on this guy." Yeah. This I know. Like, acorns like, were yourself the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and when he uh, threw up the bird and, and the bird, he was like, follow the bird. And, and the bird the went the wrong bird. way and he's like, screw the damn bird, just follow the family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at the at the festival, those hounds arrive and they attack everybody um, and that's when Willow pretty much tells everybody, hey, I think it's because of this baby, right? Is that is that what yes. happened? Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Pretty like, much, yeah. yeah. It was definitely the baby. Um, uh, I forget the character's name now. It was the 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 his arch nemesis, Willow's arch nemesis. Burgle Cut. Thank yeah. you. Burgle uh, That <laughs> whole instance where uh, he's throwing the bones and like, oh, Willow needs to go, and Burgle Cut's like, ha ha, got him. You totally know the bones didn't say a thing. He just looked over and gave him the eye of like, oh. You're going to be this way. You're going with him now. Yeah. Right. Now Burrow could go. You, you got to get. Uh, and at the crossroads, not shortly long after, we that's when we meet Mad Mardigan. Uh, he's a mercenary trapped in a crow's cage who offers to take the baby in exchange for freedom. Uh, the majority of the no one think that they should give the baby to him. But Willow and his friends, uh, Migok, Migosh, right? Migosh. Migosh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they refuse uh, and they cause him to abandon them and go home. Um, so we meet Mad Mardigan. What, what are you guys thinking? Obviously, awesome Val Kilmer, one of his earlier roles. What, what's what's going through everybody's mind? Why does it take him like so long to, to let him out? Like no one else is like letting him out. Like they, everyone passes by and just stares at him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's like if you look at his mouth, dude, he looks like he's eating poop. So yeah, he comes yeah, on true. way strong, and he looks very like he's been there a minute. You mm-hmm. you, you wonder why. Yeah. And everyone else is like, oh, clearly this man in a cage can take care of a baby. He's got all the resources available to him. <laughs> Obviously, this is the yeah. right thing to do. We'll just let him out of the cage and give him the baby. Yeah. Well, now, everyone else is like, no, 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 just give him the baby. At no point does anyone say let him out of the cage. Yeah, right? it's like, put the baby, put, <laughs> shove the baby in the cage. This yeah. will get... It'll <laughs> fit through the grate. Yeah. Can we fit it through the grate? <laughs> yeah. now, like... is, now, is this Val Kilmer's best acting? No. 
<laughs> you know what? Yes. No. Is it's it? one of his better no. better characters, though, for sure. One of his more memorable characters. Yeah, Definitely. better character. I'll agree. Uh, and like I was saying off camera, we uh, I found out that he beat out John Cusack for this role, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy to think of John Cusack with just black teeth uh, flipping a sword around trying to find a baby. I don't mm. know if I'd want to see that. So I'm glad it's <laughs> I'm glad it's Val Kilmer. Um, his character, we were talking earlier, definitely Han Solo vibes for sure. But what was interesting to me about his character is that he becomes like really lovable later in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, pretty but, quickly. Yeah, it, but it's like there's no... Everyone treats him that way, but I feel like there's no real reason to for him to be lovable, you know, by yeah. the time they're treating him lovably. Yeah, because uh, technically they they pretty much give Val Kilmer the baby and leave, right? And yeah, then, and, 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 and then the bird gets it or that <laughs> weird thing, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. that's gonna happen to anybody." <laughs> yeah, the next you see is like, "Hey, that's my baby in that bird with small <laughs> people on it." Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I agree. I don't really know why they trust Val Kilmer since he obviously lost his baby to a bird pretty quickly. And I, you know, honestly, like he's he's like a, a warrior. A, a, a bird should not be able to take a baby from you. Yeah. Um, no matter how skilled you are with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> or how many brownies are controlling it. Yeah. Uh let's it's the see. Voltron of Eagles. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, he was allegedly uh, what's what's it called uh, relieving himself when they snatched the baby is what they said. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess he had his back turned because he was supposed to be taking. Remember they said he, he we stole it from a stupid daikini when he was taking a pee pee. Oh, oh yeah. I'm guessing he had his back turned. Yeah. I mean, there's no way they're going to overpower him. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, and and not remembering what this movie was about, I was like, what are these brownies going? to Are they going to eat this baby? Like that's so much meat for them. Um, but but it turns out they're taking him to the fairy queen. Sherlindria, uh, and she frees them to (laughs) Tinkerbell. uh, Tinkerbell. It explains that the baby is uh, Elora Danan, the foretold princess of Terazlin, and she gives Willow a magic wand and sends him to find Finn Rezel, an aging enchantress. Uh, And we're just in Fetch Quest City, right? Like that's that's all this is. Yes, this is grind getting to your first level up. Yeah, (laughs) it's like here's here's your first cool weapon. Now yeah. go into level two. It's like a stick. It's just a, it's not even a cool wine. It's just a stick. Yeah, not even straight. Even it's just stick, yeah, the stick <laughs> sucks too. It's like a U. It's not even a freaking straight stick. <laughs> right. I know. It's pointed back at you, so you're going right. to mess up. It yeah. might as well. It might as well have been Ron Weasley's wand the whole time. <laughs> uh, Yes. So, so Willow sends Migosh home, and he continues the journey in company of, <laughs> in the company of two brownies. And on the way, he encounters Mar- uh, Mad Mardigan again, who's hiding from the mistress' husband, Lug. Uh, Sorsha and Kale's army arrives, but Mad Mardigan reveals himself to Lug, who starts a brawl with help from Willow. And Mad Mardigan escapes with the baby and the weirdest wagon chase. Uh, <laughs> what are we? What are we thinking about this thing? I loved every moment of that. In all honesty. <laughs> Probably the best part of the movie for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The wagon chase came out of nowhere, and uh, I've never seen so many just randomly exploding wheels uh, on uh, anything. For right? real. And the part where Val Kilmer is uh, obviously he's dressed up as a woman, trying to you know get everyone to think he's not him, and he's like <laughs> reaching into his shirt to pull out the fruit that he's using as uh, chest implants, and he's just. <laughs> Toss them behind him. I'm assuming he's not trying to hand them to Willow. Like, he's trying to throw them at the people chasing him. But his throw is terrible because it ends up right next to Willow, less than six feet away from him. And he's in motion. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost right. like he's just trying to hit Willow in the head with him. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Because he's not even chucking them. He's just like... Toss him over his shoulder, almost like they're an inconvenience to his chest. Um, but yeah, Kevin Pollack. It was anybody surprised to to remember that Kevin Pollack was this little brownie? Yeah, like a oh, like man, a yeah. younger Kevin Pollack. But yeah, it was. I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice was somewhere. And then the credits rolled, and I was like, oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Speak, speaking of that voice, I was trying so hard to pinpoint what that voice was because as I was watching, I was like, what what is this voice? Like, what are mm-hmm. they doing? Uh, and I, I still could not figure it out. It's just a crazy voice. And it's, I guess it's, I... it's like a red, uh, redneck, uh, fairy, kind of mm. like a redneck fairy ish. 
elf redneck, yeah. yeah, redneck elf, yeah. Yeah, elf. That's a better, yeah. All right. So Mad Mart again reluctantly leads Willow to the lake where Razzle lives. Razil, right? Razzle, Razil. Um, they are captured soon thereafter, along with Raziel, who has been turned into a bushtail possum by Bavmorda. Willow tries to restore her, but he turns her into a bird. Which is better? <laughs> it's better than a wombat, I guess. I, I, yeah, I guess. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. it was, it, it was a weird little possum. Um, <laughs> oh, fantasy Florida. And yeah, I guess that's a better voice. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, here is where we learn that even though Willow has only shown us that he is a fake wizard at, at all times, for some reason he can do some magic spells, uh, <laughs> right? Like, isn't she? Is she teaching him how to do these spells? Is she, it only the? It's like the it's like she's telling him what the chant is, and he like he's trying to he's trying not to mess it up, but he always messes it up. So, but and, and okay, so the weird thing is the, every time that he does this to her, she says. You're losing me. I don't understand that. What what no, is it, what's going on there? Like, is she almost human and then going back and then, or is she about to like just die? Like, I think because he maybe because he gets distracted every time he like he goes into it, and he goes, mm. oh, "You're losing me," and then he like loses power, and then she's like, "Whatever," like a goat. Yeah, yeah or- and then knowing that he does, and I, we're gonna get to it later, but knowing that he does this same spell on an ogre later or an orc or whatever that thing was. It, it could have turned out pretty bad for that possum thing, right? Because he mm. turned that orc into a, like a two-headed rancor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So where are we here? We uh, the brownies accidentally lose, uh, or they accidentally dosed Mad Mardigan with love potion, and he yeah. declares undying love for Sorsha, but she is skeptical. <laughs> she's not <laughs> having it, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm in love, and she's like, Nah. I'm gonna kill <laughs> you. Whole- the whole thing where he she's like sleeping and he goes into her tent is like this far from her face yeah just like you know and then she wakes up i feel like i would have reacted a lot differently if a (laughs) random man was in my tent inches from my face and then proclaimed his love for me well just saying now here's my thing now they're warriors right they wear helmets nonstop, and they're riding around horses and they're stealing babies she is asleep with the most beautiful head of hair I've ever seen. It's like she was under a waterfall and letting Calgon take her away. <laughs> and and Mad Mardigan is like whisper yelling that he's in love with her. And so she like uh, kind of like tries to stab him a couple times. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm in love with you. And she goes, Stop. Just stop. I love you. Stop. stop. I love you. <laughs> and he's, she's like, I'm going to kill you. And he's like, I'd rather die. Then not love you, I guess, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, feel my heart. Oh, I'm in love. And she goes, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Wait a minute. The baby's gone. Oh. <laughs> like, I like that she almost <laughs> fell for it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, they throw uh, Willow in and she's like, oh, yep, the baby was gone. You're right. That's on me, guys. Yeah. That's, that's my not fault. Bad. And then she's like, Deceiver! (laughs) (laughs) We all need to yell that at people more often, I think. Deceiver! You would think, like, uh, out of all the parties I've been to in the 90s, I would have heard that more often, knowing how turd can be over top of uh, sleeping women. Uh, uh, But anyway, uh, Willow's party flees. Uh, They find Eric and at the remnants of his army at Barvmoda, and they lost, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Nakmar army pursuits. Mad Mardigan takes uh, Sorsha hostage, and they flee once again. However, Sorsha manages to escape. Uh, so what are we thinking about him, um, like, stealing Sorsha? It's like Bold the only move. thing. Yeah, it's like the only thing you could have done, though. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I, I guess that is true. Like, if you tell somebody that you love them enough and they don't listen to you, you mm-hmm. need to tie them down and yeah. make sure that they hear it. Like, they need to hear it properly. Like, listen, hey, I do love you. Love hurts, that, man. That's the moral of the movie. That, that's why the movie was written, guys. <laughs> just love hurts or yes. just listen to me love you. Yep. Let me, <laughs> let me love both? you. Let, let me, me love, love you. you. <laughs> Just girl, girl, let me love you. Um, all right, so Willow's party arrives at Tirasleen. 
only to find it enchanted and overrun with trolls. And Val Kilmer steps in troll poop, but finds some pretty cool armor. Uh, all right, these trolls. Hideous, right? Eh, not bad. I see no, worse. Really? Okay, when you yeah. heard that there's a troll there, did you really expect to see this thing? No. I I was like, I don't... And, and they poop like human poop, because it's brown. Mm. So, you, know, <laughs> you know that character from uh, li- that Will Ferrell movie, Land of the Lost? Chaka? Yep. <laughs> That's what they look like. Yeah. It's like a black Chaka. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I like that he just like sees his arm. He's like, yeah, I'm going to put his arm wrong. This is cool. So he when... There's one, I forget uh, how far after that they get to the castle, but there's one where I think Willow's going over that bridge and it's crawling underneath the bridge, right, to get to him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I rewound it and, well, I clicked back on the play thing and uh, I had to watch that again because I could not, for the life of me, figure out what ridiculous way they made that happen. I couldn't tell if they like superimposed green screen or if they literally had the set flipped upside down. Yeah. Like two different versions and spliced it together. Uh, yeah, that was, was a just... cool one because some looked weird. That one looked kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could still tell something was going on with it. Obviously, it wasn't some guy just traipsing around underneath a bridge, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it definitely looked more natural than some of the other effects did. Yeah. Um, all right. And this is when Willow turns Razzle into a goat, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, Kel's now, I ar- agree with Nick in chat here. Goat ra- mm-hmm. Raziel is best Raziel. Yes. I don't goat. know. There's a couple that come later for like a split second that I would have kind of liked to hang out with. But uh, the goat one, the goat one is I, I, I prefer the goat over the bird any day, all day, yes. actually. Mm-hmm. Like All the right, tiger so, one, when she got to the when he got to the tiger, I was like, "Stop!" Yep, yeah. yep. Hang out here, and then it's like the lady from Titanic. It's like, no, no, go back, reverse. Like <laughs> right, exactly. one, we've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, like I'll take a magical tiger over over mm-hmm. anything any day. Control um, Z, Control Z, guys, get out of here. <laughs> our, uh, assessment Kale's army arrives, and Mad Mardigan and Willow attempt to fend them off. Sorcerer realizing that she's fallen in love with Mad Mardigan, she defects to his side. Uh, Willow accidentally turns a troll into a two-headed, fire-breathing rancor. And yes. I don't, I don't know if you guys know this or not, uh, because it's only in the books, and you have to be a nerd and do research to find this out. But that two-headed thing has a name. Do you guys know what that is? No. No. <laughs> All right. In the books, that thing is called an Eber Sisk. And, and Obviously. I'll t- <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Uh, George Lucas, had, uh, he had such a, a, like, he thought it was so funny to name any villain after movie reviewers. So this two-headed thing was Roger Eber, Gene Siskel, Eber Sisk. Uh, anyway, only nerds like me would care about that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, that that's makes a lot funny. of sense, though. Yeah, yeah that's funny. <laughs> and it's two headed. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see. Oh, this is where we get the scene <laughs> where we get a medieval home alone where Val Kilmer sets up bear traps and random crossbows and I guess catapults with just knives in it, I think. Yeah, it was like the most eclectic uh, uh, grouping of random traps that you could think of. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite moment, though, when when the the army's coming in is when the quote-unquote Ebersisk, now that I've learned that, uh, <laughs> everyone rushes out of the castle, and you get this... Basically, it's the same comedic relief throughout the whole movie. It's them all... The enemies and Val Kilmer on, on the same side, and then they look around like, oh, crap, we're on the wrong side, and he just kind of <laughs> runs off. And they're like, hey, let's run back towards the monster. <laughs> yeah, it's like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah wait, 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 wait. Dude, he got us again. Oh, yeah. This guy. Um, yeah, and it was when like people were running around and one guy just steps in a bear trap. I'm like, oh, come on. Um, yeah. But let's see. Hey, Cal- got one. <laughs> yeah, took him. Worth it. One's all he needs. Uh, Kale captures Alora and takes her to Bavmorda, and Bavmorda orders preparations for the ritual of to banish Alora for the world forever. So uh, she just doesn't want her in the world, right? Is that is that all that it really wants? Like she wants yeah, the baby she, gone. 
He wants to put her in like the realm of uh, some kind of realm of non-existence or something like that. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it, from what I understood earlier in the movie, it was basically her existing causes her downfall. Right. <laughs> yeah, just her being alive like makes her die, right? right. Yeah. yeah, she died. Now, now when he gets, I guess it's just after it, but when the uh, Val Kilmer's crew shows up. And earlier in the movie, the advisor is like, oh, by the way, your daughter's going to defect. And then she comes up and is like, I defected. And he's like, told you so. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I like that, like, Val Kilmer was, you know, he started out in, like, a rat trap for human beings. And everybody's like, oh, he's probably a cool guy. And, like, all he really does is dress up like a woman and flip a lot. He flips some swords. That dude yeah. will flip a sword and spin around. And then, like, for some reason, when he is stabbing that Rancor thing, she's like, God, I think I'm in just in love with this guy. Like, I, <laughs> There's a couple of flips and wah, wah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, man, this guy's got some cool sword stuff. And then immediately is on their side because that's when, like, you know, Willow falls down and they both just run over to him and they fall on the ground to check on Willow, who's like, where is Alara? Um, and that's when Eric's army arrives and Willow's party joins them. But Bob Moda casts a spell on them to turn them all into pigs. That was the Woo! second best special effect thing, mm -hmm. I think, in the movie. Uh, and also, can you imagine, like, they're going through, they're doing the talks, and they probably all read the script, like, okay, we turn in pigs, that'll probably be, like, superimposed or something. And then they come in with, like, the physical uh, augmentations, the, the makeup, the, uh, you know, whatever that's called. And Val Kilmer's like, you're going to do what to me? <laughs> you want me to wear what because he goes through like uh, evolution stages yeah and it is hideous yeah yeah it like, is not it a is good look absolutely hideous so uh, uh jaren what would you think of the scene like uh you have all the power in the world and there's an army out there and you're like you know what pigs it scared me anyway as a kid because pig when he was at the pig man part that was the scariest looking part of the mm -hmm. metamorphosis yeah still man but had the you know the big snout and everything yeah because it was like but, in the 80s where most prosthetics just kind of came off as like sweaty also so mm -hmm. he was like a real sweaty man pig which mm -hmm. is i mean in my opinion the worst kind of man pigs um, um well something that david said earlier that i wanted to say was um about the chase scene and all that this movie gave me very indiana jones temple of doom yeah, mm -hmm. like especially with the music and the chase scenes and all the wheels falling off and just kind of like the comic stuff in there mixed yeah. with the action and everything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's just yeah. most of the time Willow's just flopping around in that wagon and then somehow he gets like by the horses, then he flops around some more and then the scene's kind of over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love it. It's like, oh, and another wheel blows and the wheel just blows up, which is so great. When he hit the log, when they hit the log though, and the horses jumped over and then the the wagon crashed into the log. That was kind of cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, everyone flipped out. That was awesome. <laughs> uh, Jerry, and to your point, I feel like a lot of things in this movie were George Lucas, just pulling things that he had done already out of the bag. Like, mm. Oh yeah, let's do that. A wagon explodes. Oh, we did a chase scene in uh, Indiana Jones. Let's just throw that in there. Oh, <laughs> Oh, uh, Warwick Davis, I like him. Let's throw him mm -hmm. and everyone else who was an Ewok in. They did so right. great. They were bears. Let's make <laughs> pigs this time. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah, and this Does is. Does this so, give anybody else any like Hobbit uh, vibes? I'm oh, sorry. Hundred percent. No, you're yeah, no, you're yeah. you're, yeah, yeah. you're right. As as like it was like let's get a fellowship of uh, nobody cool, just a bunch of hobbits to bring and throw a baby into a lava pit. That's exactly all I thought. Kind of thing. I yeah. feel like he had recently read The Hobbit and was like, "Oh, I can do this." <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, this is this is easy. This is on Earth. <laughs> like this isn't even on this. I was in yeah. space for a long time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of moist stuff in this. Uh, yep. As as Nick Malati likes to point out, uh, he kept yeah. texting me all week like, "This is moist. This movie's moist. There's a moist pig." I'm like, "Stop." Texted me. Um, <laughs> all right, but back I, to the movie. I get so, off. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess that's the only reason he wanted us to talk about this. So we'd say the word moist a couple of times. Moist. So Willow, so Willow uses the wand to protect himself. But before restoring Razzle uh, to her humanoid form, 
before or right after ostrich peacock tortoise and tiger and um yeah you guys would prefer tiger right out of all those oh of course yeah yeah that stop right there that's good enough yeah, yeah. Mag- magical tiger seems like one of the most awesome things that i never got in the 80s uh how how would you react if you were trying to transform someone basically back into themselves and you did so and you realized you could have transformed them with clothes on. Yeah. Especially if she was that old. Yeah. Clothes would have been necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Like here, let's, let's just, let's drape you in something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, Hey, just on the off chance that you're going to reappear naked. You know, why don't I just put this towel on you? (laughs) Just maybe I'll turn around. It was like uh, you let me know if I did it right. Yeah, it was like earlier in the movie, and she's like, and Val Kilmer's like, "What do you look like?" And she goes, "I'm young and blonde and tall and and gorgeous." And then she gets turned back into it. She's like, "Whoops, I guess I'm a little bit older now." Yeah, (laughs) she's like, "Man, I was at possum for a while." Um, so, uh, Razzle, she breaks Mordova's, uh, uh, Bavmorda. I'm never going to get that name. Actually, any name, but Bavmorda, she breaks the army, or she breaks the spell over the army, and they trick their way into the castle. Kale slays Eric, but Mad Mardigan avenges him, and Willow, Sorsha, and Raziel confront Bavmorda in the ritual chamber. And after a grueling fight, Bavmorda incapacitates Raziel, and Sorsha. All right, so what are we what are we thinking of this fight? How, how's this fight go for everybody as like the big the big end fight? When like, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it was just two elderly ladies going at it, pretty much. <laughs> wet, so, wet elderly ladies. Wet, wet el- yes, yes, very <laughs> all, all the moistness. Uh, so th- this is my this is my top rated scene in the movie. Okay is when they do the Lord of the Rings wizards flinging each other around the room. And it is so obviously a dummy or doll. It is just so (laughs) ragdoll terrible. And I just, I laughed out loud watching that scene. Because I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. They did the shots quick enough to where like, you know, but if you were paying attention, there's no way you couldn't see that. Right. Now, there's there's always that fight going on uh, about Harry Potter and Gandalf and whatever about the best wizard battles. And occasionally, Willow will come up as the best will, uh, wizard battle. No! After, after re-watching this, what would we say <laughs> is the best wizard battle? Uh, I'm going to go with Harry Potter. Definitely not Willow. Harry uh, Potter? Yeah. Would the one where Yoda fought the that uh, Emperor guy for a little bit, and then they kind of went out with the lightsabers? Did that count? Because that was better than this one. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of Space cool. Wizards. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so mine is the Prestige, where uh, Hugh Jackman <laughs> kills himself every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I thought that was the other movie. I was like, yeah, Christian uh, Bale does fight himself a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, I think we can easily say that this is not the best wizard battle um, at, at all. It, this is the moistest wizard battle, I will say. <laughs> the most um, unattractive wizard battle ever. Yeah, for sure. yeah, definitely. Now, Nick brings up a really good point here in chat. He says, I don't think Mad Mardigan's distress over Eric's death is genuine. I completely agree. But what's interesting to me is he's like, uh, even if it's not genuine at all, he's still like, well, I'm going to go kill the big bad guy. Like this guy, yeah. this is going to be, this is going to be awesome. Like I have, I have a, a peg leg sword hand. Like, let's do this. Uh, and it, how many times, uh, what is it? General Kale is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, fitting Kale. Uh, but uh, how many times he takes a blade he gets his helmet gets smashed. There's no way he doesn't get cut from that. Like in a mortal jugular type of area, he gets right. stabbed in the the stomach a couple of times, and then finally, at long last, Val Kilmer basically puts his foot down on a sword like he would a skateboard, and just like 
falls him back into the blade to kill him. And uh, if that's not a typical boss fight, I don't know what else is. <laughs> I yeah. agree, yeah. I do like when Valkyrie hit him in the face uh, and his mask broke, and all he does is go like, huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good hit. <laughs> <laughs> you good got job. me. On. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's when we get Willow using his sleight of hand trick, uh, and he fools Bavmoda into thinking that he has teleported Alora away. She attacks him, but accidentally spills some of the ritual blood, <laughs> banishing herself from the world forever. Uh, okay, so what do we think of this? They could have made it a lot shorter just by doing this in the first place. Just yeah. by throwing the blood on her and be like, yay, you're gone. Yeah. Yay, win. Uh. So it's pretty much like she's like, wait, did you trick me? Ah, oh, I spilled blood on myself, right? That, that's all that was. <laughs> I feel like at some point earlier in the movie, that could have just happened accidentally and we wouldn't need this movie. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, like she's like holding up two glasses, like one's my wine, one's the blood. Like, wait, I can't touch oh, one of these. Uh, uh, also, yeah. let's see here. Uh, what was with the sun? skull on Kale something. Well, obviously he's a badass. Yeah, he's I a think, Skeletor, yeah. man. But the size of it, I, I noticed that too. If it looks like a some sort of animal skull or like a troll, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. definitely not human. Yeah, I guess if you get those two-headed dragon things, like there's almost like anything can mm-hmm. be there. Yeah. Um Okay, so after she gets the blood spilled on her and she's banished forever, Willow is gifted with a spell book. And Mad Mardigan and Sorsha adopt Alora, and they go live with her in the restored Tear Asleen while Willow returns home to his village and his family in triumph. Now, as an ending, how does this go? What do you guys think? I didn't it's like typical, the ending. It's typical. Typical happy ending. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. uh, yeah, it, what, uh, what was, um, what's it, what's his face? Wife was Rita, whatever the fuck her name was. Like, she was, just kind of looked at him like, oh, fuck, he is still alive. Hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you it's think? It's great to see you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Rudy can't come over at night no more. <laughs> now, what do you think he's going to do with the book that he was gifted? Uh, probably pay off his debt to what's his face. <laughs> the uh, oh, I always forget his name. The the one who led the the group. In the oh. beginning, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, uh flutter, flutterbutt, uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. Flutterbutt sounds good. Boop, burgle. Boop. What, what is it? Burgle cut, cut. Burgle cut. Yes. Burgle yeah, cut. Burgle, burgle yeah. Cut. If he can't oh. magic up some gold to pay his debt, then. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Nick's got the good point. Turn yep. burgle cut into a goat. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. He's done. I mean, he's deal. Got... He's got the powers now, so he should be like in charge of stuff when he when he goes back, right? I yeah, I feel like his resume is now significantly better than the little shaman that sent him on the quest in the first place. Yeah, that like, little lying dude. Yeah. Hey dude, I know you don't understand what the bones are, but let me <laughs> let me let me teach you some stuff. Yeah, like the bones and he's like, let's see what the bones say, and he looks at him, he's like They say nothing. Yeah. Like, Okay. Uh, What do you guys want me to do here? (laughs) It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You go. (laughs) Now, now, David, Magic Eight Ball says, "Ask again later." Yeah. He's like, "Oh God, I didn't expect the bones to say this." Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Let's see here. Uh, Was anyone else weirded out by how Willow's kid pronounced (laughs) "death"? Yes, yeah. yes, that's the one thing that stuck with me from when I was a child is how, like, gross that made me feel for some reason. <laughs> and my, my brothers and sister growing up, they would they would come, like, bounding down the hallway yelling that because they knew it just unnerved me. It's so it's, weird. It's so yeah. weird to think that that kid was 10 years old when they filmed that, and the actor who was Willow was 17 years old. That is insane oh, to me. Because he yeah. looks like, oh, I hate that kid. Um, <laughs> so before we get into reels and, and get into our overall review of this thing, we do have a video from Mr. Michael Colby, who could not be with us tonight because he had to work. And I honestly do not know what this video is. I had Dylan upload this. So I'm going to go ahead and play it now and see what happens. 
Hello, everyone. It's Michael Colby. I know you've been waiting for my opinion on this movie, so um, I had to be at work um, to make that money so that Phil Better would still talk to me because you know how he feels about people who don't have any money. Um, so, but I watched this movie anyway, and uh, let me tell you something it is a fucking drag. Everything about this movie is boring. It's like George Lucas wanted to make The Hobbit, but not uh, like somehow more boring than that first Lord of the Rings. Like it is, it's a drag. Everything takes forever. Um, Val Kilmer is just the worst actor and nothing in this movie is any fun. Like even when there's action, it, it sucks. Like the, the special effects are bad even for back then. Um, and then the one thing that could be cool that happens is during that big, fight scene in the castle when willow touches that troll with his magic and it splits apart and it is disgusting looking and then he kicks it down into the moat and it turns into that very stupid looking two-headed dragon thing it's just the movie is just a mess um i remembered liking this movie a lot but on the rewatch, it was it was a miserable experience. Uh, the movie is two hours long and it feels like it feels like four hours. It, it, like the Snyder cut didn't feel like this long of a movie. It it just I wouldn't recommend it. And Nick Manicotti, I'm coming for you for suggesting this. This was a terrible movie. Um, so all I can say is I have sort of a go-to score for movies that I don't enjoy. And it's three reels. And that's what I'm giving this one. It just is terrible. Um, I, I might even give it less, but I'm going to say three. Uh, and that's all I have to say about it. Sorry, everyone. All right. So, yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I think the special effects were fine, especially for the time. But uh, yeah, wh when that thing got turned into that brain and then it kicked out, dude, that was so gross. <laughs> it was so yeah. gross. Yeah. So gross. Hey, I didn't hear anything Michael said the whole time. <laughs> really? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know, like, my video, like, he was up there and the time was still going, but I heard no sound. I heard, like, maybe, like, four seconds of what he said. Totally. Oh, well, all <laughs> in all, he, he hated it. He had a miserable time. Uh, he hates Nick Milotti. Um, three reels. He hates yeah, Nick Milotti. He, for I heard the real it. part. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I heard him give three reels. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, highlighting that one chat message during the uh, thing about the uh, the two headed beast that was a, a nice touch there by the way. Yes. Zach. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I found after after fifty four minutes, I figured out how to be the director of this thing. So uh, okay. Well, it, it, that is the end of the movie. I don't know if anybody had a really good time with it. We already heard that Michael Colby gave it three reels out of ten. We're gonna go around and uh, give it give it all the, the business and figure out what everybody thinks about it. And we're gonna start with Mr. Uh, Jerry and Blaze, if that's okay. Mr. Blaze, how do I get you up in the big screen? You gotta just go. drag him. There you go. Mm. There we go. There we go. All right. Number one, quick critique of the movie. Number two, reels. Number three, where can people find you? Okay. Uh, number one. Uh, loved the movie when it first came out, watched it a bunch of times. So this was definitely a little trip down memory lane. So uh, rewatching it, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. Um, it was pleasant. I think the movie was great at the time it was made. I think it was perfect. Like they, they did everything that they could do with it. So um, I'm going to give it seven reels, man. Um, 
definitely one of my favorites. It's one of my classics. I'd actually started watching it a couple months ago before we even started the Real Boys thing. So, um, but yeah, hey, Jerry and Blaze Cloud Chronicles and the Real Boys YouTube, Facebook. You hear my little boy popping in here, so when he <laughs> he's trying to make his little spot. But yeah, man, seven reels. Thanks. <laughs> seven reels. Go check out Cloud Chronicles. Thank you very much, Mister Blaze. We'll check you out on Monday. All right, hey. Mister Lovely. What's up? Oof. Oh man, jeez. Uh, I'm gonna give this movie a four, be- only because it's females are pretty much the heroes of the story. All the way when it comes back from the maid that steals the baby at the beginning, she's pretty much the hero of the story. And uh, like all the all the females are like powerful characters in this, and that's the only reason why I'm giving it a four. Besides that, everything else in this movie is straight garbage. Um, <laughs> Val Kilmer is is a not a good actor at this point in time. I don't think he ever became a great actor, but it's yeah, I, I don't I did not enjoy it. <laughs> All right. I love it. That's fine. That's and it. uh tell everybody about Oops Caught Me Smoking and very special news I saw on Facebook today about the uh top twenty something something. You wanna tell people about that? Oh yeah, like I don't like to toot my own horn, but I guess well, since Zach like put me on the spot, I guess I had to do it. Uh we are number we went on number one on cbdevious.com. We are the number one marijuana podcast on cbdevious.com. So go check that out. Um the list right there we're top spot you don't have to go any further that's it and that's it that's awesome but yeah check out oops caught me smoking at oops caught me smoking.com or for the old sakes youtube facebook igtv um spotify google podcasts itunes all that good stuff i love it man all right cool i appreciate that everybody go check out oops caught me smoking obviously number one podcast you cannot beat that and uh, you can always check out Dan on Real Boys. You'll see him here next Monday. David DeSanto. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to go with the four uh, reels as well, though I I tend to view more positively. It's just not something I think I'd go back and rewatch. But I love uh, the thought of the, the females being all the, the main heroes and all the guys just being effectively useless in comic relief. But... Uh, yeah, four all the way. As far as where to find me, uh, ShatteredTabletopGames.com. Uh, you can tune in to our podcast called Shattered Dungeons every Tuesday night at twitch.tv slash ShatteredTabletopGames, or just listen to it on YouTube podcast app wherever you would like. So we are the number one Shattered Dawn podcast because we are the ones who created that. <laughs> 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 no, that's cool man but really honestly thank you so much for spending your time with us and talking about it something was fun I, I really enjoyed it yeah uh if you like willow uh but thought it was a little slow and didn't have as much humor in it please go check out shadow tabletops it is such a blast i do enjoy it i subscribe to twitch uh i love the show i think it's amazing and thank you very much david i really appreciate your time and uh, i'm gonna get you out of here Okay, everybody. So it's pretty obvious that not a lot of us liked Willow. Uh, we really want to say a special F you to Nick Milotti for suggesting that we watch this and review this thing uh, because you took a movie that I thought I loved and you made me hate it. And <laughs> for that now, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, let us know what you think about this movie. Let us know how many reels out of 10 you'd give it because I would give this four out of 10 reels. Although it is an 80s movie that it does hit nostalgia, it does feel like like a ripoff and it's by the same person that ripped off his own movie so it feels even more devious for some reason if you want to see me or anything that i'm doing you can always go check out some nobodies.com uh dylan can't be here he's moving a large piece of furniture across the state of colorado for some reason but you can always see him on everything that i do like talking upstream twitching upstream anyway check out some nobodies.com uh you can follow us on all social medias and see what we're rating everything else i really appreciate everybody's time especially david DeSanto. he's a very busy man with a very cool project which is way better than just watching movies uh but anyway uh next monday we are going to be reviewing what is it i forget ah Anyway, uh, oh, Big Lebowski. Yes, that's it. We'll be reviewing Big Lebowski, which will be Michael Colby's number four favorite movie. Uh, And if you're into Big Lebowski or the dudes or white Russians or any of that business, check us out next Monday. Until then, guys, I appreciate you. Bye.